to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Sorry, you're going to miss my big night, Dad. But, hey, you're psychic. So tell me, do I kill? You will be a curse upon Gotham. Children will wake from sleep screaming at the thought of you. Your legacy will be death and madness. the dark side our legacy will be death and madness <laughs> welcome to legends of gotham where we talk about fox's hit tv series gotham set in the world of batman i'm bill meeks and i'm Anne marie de simone and we're back for i believe it is yes yep, yes yep, yep. yep check this it. just in folks this just in it's episode 50 so uh Happy 50th anniversary, uh, anniversary, episode anniversary to us. Happy episode anniversary, happy episode anniversary. Happy yeah, and it was kind of scary because uh, we do re- we do, do record this live uh, every uh, Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com with all our wonderful chatters like Wynn and Bobby and uh, Pay Noah's Batman. But uh, we we thought YouTube was going to fail us. I know. Why would it fail? No, it I, hasn't. Okay. It, it doesn't want us to have a fiftieth episode. YouTube doesn't. YouTube. Darn you, YouTube! But you know what? Actually, but we're there. We're here. We're making it happen. This is a good segue to say: in the future, if that happens, all you need to do is go over to alphageekradio.com, yes. hit up the special events channel, and we're we're streaming we're there. live audio there every Tuesday night, eight thirty p.m. EST as well. So if you can't do the YouTube, if your work blocks it or something. You still want to catch us live, participate, mm-hmm. alphageekradio.com, special events channel, and you can go to tunein.alphageekradio.com to find out all the ways you can stream it uh, through your phone, Roku, I believe if you hook up a tin can to an electrical outlet. Score, tin can. Uh, that's it. Let me empty out the peas. <laughs> but uh, yeah, lots of ways to stream over there. And we want to thank uh, Todd, uh, Todd Whitehead from over at Alpha Geek Radio for setting us up with that. A wonderful audio live stream. And if, if you're listening to us on Alpha Geek Radio, let, let us, us know. know. Let us know how it's going. Yeah, Tweet us. Yeah, and I guess this will be in the reruns over there, too. So, oh, uh, danger, You danger. know, right smack in between, you know, uh, Current Geek and the morning stream and all of Scott Johnson's podcast. And then so there's us. We're among what? podcasting royalty. What? Okay, but enough <laughs> enough, <laughs> enough flim- about us. Enough flim-flamming and blim-blamming. <laughs> I think it's time to get into our discussion because there was – well, it was kind of a boring episode of Gotham. It was such a boring episode. Nothing really happened. Nothing but happened. Emery, why don't you go ahead and hit us up with the rhyming Ridley episode summary. Who doesn't like a bearded magician? A wacky rich hero filled with ambition. How does Jerome feel about daddy? He frames him for busting him out of the patty. Is Alfred smitten? Yes, but she's taken. Will Lee's gourmet taste be what truly awakens? A clown on a slab, but on whose behalf? Whoever it was will have the last laugh. The last laugh. The last laugh. What did you think, Anne-Marie, overall? You screamed, but yeah. it's a, supposed to be about a laugh. You you should have laughed. As my shirt says. <laughs> I also I have a new Batman shirt on for our video watchers. Woo! So <laughs> costume tonight, but We're all costumed out. Okay, uh, all. Oh, what did you think about all it, Mister Costume Man? I, no, yeah, I mean you didn't put it to words. What did you think? It was amazing. It was, it was amazing. fantastic. 
Yeah, I kind of liked it, too. There was so much craziness that, okay... I knew the end was going to happen. Um, kind of the way it did? No, not necessarily kind of the way it did, just that mm-hmm. it would happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it would be this soon until yesterday during the day. I had a feeling. I didn't know it would be this episode, but I knew it would be soon when I realized, um, well, spoil it, he dies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, when I was – We won't being say jo- who, but somebody does. Somebody. Um, when I was checking the actor's social media and they said they were taking a hiatus – until the episodes had aired, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, limited time engagement. Because, <laughs> you know, if you're a regular, you don't really take a take social a hiatus, media hiatus from uh, social media. Yeah, so that was a, a bit, bit of a hint. And like I was saying, uh, I believe in our first episode back when we covered the pilot early, right. I, it was, that was the first time I actually thought, hey, maybe this guy might not make it. But we'll get into all that in a minute. We're going to save it for, for reasons. Um, but I, let's go ahead and start talking about the episode a little bit. First of all... You know, this whole episode is a big old plan, a big old machination by uh, our buddy Theo. Mm. And I'm not talking of uh, Cliff Huxtable's son. I knew it was coming. I'm talking uh, Theo Galvin, the, uh. the uh, kind of uh, the villain who is rising. I, uh, Rise of the villain. Yeah, but uh, for, first of all, I, I just wanted to Theo say uh, big day. <laughs> what's that? I was reading what you called this point. Oh, yeah, Theo Galvin's big day. Yeah. It's kind of like a, like a baby's day out or something. Yeah, but something- with Theo Galvin and, you know, you know, murder, uh, stabbing a guy into the throat. But we'll get to that. Uh, no, but first of all, I wanted to uh, mention uh, that uh, I, I think I did call it last week that Theo definitely kept Jim alive for a reason. Yeah. And that was basically so he could tear him down. Like he, he even says to Barbara at the beginning of this episode when he's giving her strawberry toast, uh, not kill him, destroy him. They want to uh, – he's a, he's a symbol of hope in Gotham and they want to completely wreck him. I, and uh, I, I also I thought it was interesting that because last week I had theorized that Barbara uh, or that uh, Theo was going to use the guy he killed in episode one. Uh-huh. Uh, to partially bring him down. Like, maybe he knew about that. And when Barbara has uh, Leslie up on the spinny wheel thing, right. uh, she mentions that uh, we both have a dark side, me and Jim. So I, I kind of wonder, uh, his Theo let her in on Jim's indiscretion from episode one, or is she just kind of seen that dark side, that sadomasochistic yeah. side that she was into last season uh, in Jim still? I slightly disagree with some of this. Okay. okay. So you know, in the beginning, Theo says to her, you know, I'm going to make your dreams come true, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And she's like, you know my dreams. And he's like, yes, you know, we're not going to kill him. We're going to destroy him. Da, 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 da. She never says yes or no one way or the other. Uh-huh. And then later in the episode, she t- says to Leslie when she has her on the spinny thing how in one year she thinks that her and Jim will be back together and talking about mm-hmm. it wasn't Trollop. It was something along those lines. Yeah. A woman who almost broke them apart and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You know, the we both have a dark side. She saw all that other stuff from last season. Like, there was enough dark that she did know about. That's very that true. I don't think she literally – she actually knows anything about this season mm-hmm. because at that time she was in Arkham, I think, ba- barely, briefly. She, she was there getting her toes painted or something. <laughs> like, um, I don't think that we both have a dark side has anything to do with what we saw in episode one. I, yeah, and I can see that too for sure i think there was just enough that she could see she could see the downward spiral because she took that downward spiral Mm -hmm. harshly i will say that uh that uh win in the chat room says that theo reminds her of uh disgraced congressman (gasps) anthony weiner which i have a picture of him pulled up here yeah looks a bit like him oh no 
Definitely looks a bit like him. Oh, no. I remember what he did. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bobby <laughs> says, uh, Theo reminds me of the mayor from season three of Bu- Buffy. Politely creepy. Yeah, definitely. I've never watched Buffy. Yeah, I actually, I've, I've seen some of the first season. I saw one episode and then bad things. Yeah, but it's like it could go one way or the other with that. I uh, One thing, though, and I don't know if I brought this up at all. I don't know if you did either, but does Barbara actually think Jim will ever be back with her? Like, I think she, okay, she, I think she really does. Yeah. I really think... she's deli- Well, obviously she's crazy. Obviously <laughs> but- she's crazy. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, she really does believe that because she didn't really want to leave. Yeah, it, well, I have a feeling, you know, that whole one-year timeline she floats out there and uh, the fact that Theo's going to destroy him. Basically, he's going to be disgraced and she thinks once he's disgraced, he'll have no choice but to get back with me. I, or they're yeah. going to, like, blackmail him into, you know, being in love with her or being in a relationship with her again or something, which I could totally see happening, too. I could see I could see more the, get you know, beating him down to a pulp type of thing and disgrace. Mm-hmm racing him um and then you know he sort of falls back into her yeah but you know back to that first scene though uh theo mentions uh some more a little bit more about his background we find out Mm -hmm. he mentions that his family built this city built gotham city city. and uh they're they're uh, temporarily uh (laughs) (laughs) we built this city on crime and blood built this city it's Gotham City. Uh, no, but I, I, you know, I, I definitely think uh, it, it's interesting that he he puts it like that. First of all, I don't think, and I floated this theory out before in the first episode, but I don't think he's talking about a literal family, and no. I don't think Tabitha uh, Tigress is his no. literal sister. And and you know the whole line she has uh, to the deputy mayor oh. uh, that Theo's a monster in the sack kind of supports this line. <laughs> line unless they're like super gross and like incestuous, which I could see happening. I could too. see that as well, but I don't think they are um actual brother and sister. I think maybe if anything, ooh, maybe um they were like um foster kids or mm. orphans and adopted and something like and they're that kind of brother and sister yeah i could see because that. they don't look the same ethnic profile mm-hmm. i don't think <laughs> unless i don't know um so that's why i don't think they are biological but they may be something like you know they grew up in the same mm-hmm. group home or something see see i'm thinking it's more that it's probably like some sort of cultish kind of thing well like, it could be a know, cult too but you know whatever you, you know cults are cults are like brother sister and they they refer mm. to each other as family and this that and the other it is that they use a lot of these these words mm-hmm. uh that theo's using to describe his relations with uh the people he's been around the people he's around right now and stuff mm-hmm. so it feels like a cult to me and it also feels a lot like the court of owls uh from the mm-hmm. comics which you know has been floated around a bunch but i i still think it makes good sense i mean there is still room to be said as far as who who theo actually is for rachel ghoul too and i i kind of have some ideas about that related to jerome a little bit later on Mm -hmm. uh but yeah it seems very court of owls uh but you know regardless whether or not uh you know their brother and sister whether or not Mm -hmm. it's, it's his family or his cult family uh he's the hero now I, but I, I kind oh. of wonder if he ha- if he had Jerome target Bruce Wayne for a purpose. What was Bruce the Goose for a purpose? Bruce the Goose. Uh, wow. may- maybe a Thomas uh, got too close to discovering the truth about Theo and his family or Theo's plans, and uh, Theo wanted to make yes. sure he got the last Wayne out. 
Oh, and uh, Bobby yes. says in the chat room, I think they're they are legitimate siblings, legitimately creepy and icky and gross <laughs> and gross and gross. Um, I totally am on your whole. I know they. Tar- it was very obvious they targeted because it was duck, 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 goose. Yeah, like that was very deliberate. deliberate. Yeah. Um, and then calling him out the second time and the fact that his men knew who Alfred was. Like that was um that was or Barbara. was it oh was it Barbara? It was a female who said kill the butler. Well, I mean, even even so, like if it was Barbara, if it was Jerome, if it was anyone in there, we've never seen any of them interact with the Waynes before. So for them to know That's, that Alfred's yeah. his butler, yeah, it's obviously. He I mean, was it was targeting. kind of obvious though. He was standing with him and Lee. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there was just the three of them. Yeah, and you know, he's the only fourteen-year-old at the gala. Yeah, I could buy that too. I could buy so, that too. There's that. But speaking of Lee. But speaking of Lee, good. She got her sleuthing skills back this episode. <laughs> They'd been missing. Gotham's Nancy Drew. Gotham's little Nancy Leslie Drew. Tompkins. Leslie Tompkins. Last season, she was really good at helping Jim solve all sorts of cases and just like push him mm. to find like that one little thing to burst things yeah, open. They, they did a lot of brainstorming. Including, didn't she help him solve the blind fortune teller? I believe so, yeah. She solved, she helped significantly solve that case. Mm-hmm. Well, and then this season, she's really just been there to be pretty. Mm-hmm. She, well, I think we said this last week, she swapped with Barbara. She, she yeah, she, she was set dressing the first two episodes. Yeah. Um, but, she really had a lot – she was much more important this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and she realizes that during the show before it's revealed um, who the magician and his assistant are, that they're familiar. Mm-hmm. That he's like – she's like, there's just – there's something. Don't they seem familiar? And I'm like, she's asking Alfred. What is – what does she expect him to to know? Yeah. I, um, I, I really enjoyed that, uh, that Barbara dropped the mask moment though. I think it was on purpose. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. And and I also think it was just like very uh, Barbara in this episode is just very audacious. Mm-hmm. And I just just out there and very uh very uh presentational mm-hmm. uh kind of acting style. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it was awesome. Definitely, definitely. I don't. I don't think we actually like mentioned it at all. Mm-hmm. She did amazing. Like I like yeah. this Barbara, and even she though she has a bananas. She definitely has a romantic type. Uh, um. Yes. Mm-hmm. Both. Yeah. Is the type her type, <laughs> her type of siblings? Yes. For anyone curious. <laughs> um. So now we've got that character back. But yeah, I just like that Lee was able to start doing the sleuthing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It it felt more real. However, and I didn't put this in there. It's just coming to me now. Um. What was with her just like shoving herself at Bruce and Alfred though? She's like, hi, hi, I'm Lee Thompson. I work with Jim. I've heard so much about you. It felt really weird because yeah, then they just sort of bit. stared at each other for a second while well, Alfred went, oh, pretty. Well, like, I, I mean – I, maybe I didn't see it that way just because that's a moment I've been waiting for. But, you know, that's a good se- segue to talk about exactly. the, our newest ship on Gotham. Holla! Hashtag Alkins, coined by Rebecca Hashtag Johnson. Alkins. Who we'll hear from in a little bit. But, uh, you know, Alfred hitting on Leslie Tompkins there. That I, was I, beautiful. I love that he hit on her and that it, it almost worked. It was, like, really close. She could get in at the rest, or it, he could get in at the restaurant. I'd go out with him. Exactly. And not only that, but I, I kind of uh, get, oh, and uh, when in the <laughs> chat room says that was awkward yeah a little bit too towards the end uh but i honestly think that it it could have worked not just because of the whole restaurant thing but because alfred's a cool dude Mm -hmm. you know he's 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 seen some stuff he's a bad he he has an interesting life story and i also think that leslie is getting a little bit tired of jim's intensity 
I, this, Does the man ever sleep? I, like for real? And this is something that I've noticed over the past few episodes. I couldn't put my finger on it until this episode, but you know, she's still very obviously I, is in love with him, loves him very much, and mm-hmm. wants to support him. And obviously, we know everything going on off screen with these two actors. But I think I think Leslie is kind of about fed up with it because uh, he's walking a very dark path and she's a very light person. Yes. And, you know, she's tried to be understanding, but she knows the things he's done at this point and, you know, what uh, mm-hmm. this this whole thing is wearing on him. And I think I think she she could probably walk away at this point and, right. and not feel too bad about it. Yeah. You know, if, if nothing else, I'm glad that they finally set up that uh, she knows Bruce now, because uh, if you don't know the comics, uh, Leslie Tompkins is. Uh, one of the few people besides Alfred in the Batman mythos who he's trusted with a secret identity, who knows the whole deal. She's uh, one of the people he can go to if he's injured or something like that. To, to... She'll take care of him. Exactly. Exactly. And so I'm glad they finally met up. And if nothing else, even if uh, we don't get hashtag Alkins, uh, Alfred won't put up a fight about her getting close to Bruce or the secret. Uh, no, I don't think so. Because obviously, you know, he's kind of fond of her. He's, and, he's quite fond of her. And I also thought that, that look on Jim's face at the end when... When he realized what was happening. Yeah, was like, was And then it was priceless. like, kiss me. What? Kiss me. <laughs> and, and then Alfred's embarrassment when he realized what he had done too. Because obviously Alfred would never want to no! go against Jim Gordon. No, and the fact that Bruce was just They're tight. like... It's like Bruce knew. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, but you could tell that he knew. Yeah. Um. And he's like, you knew. You knew. You thought it was funny. <laughs> like that was. I love that little bickery. One, one thing. One thing. I would. I would. Uh, I, I would point out. Um, too, is that right at the end there, uh, as they're all standing there talking, Theo comes by and both Alfred, Bruce, or all three, Alfred, Bruce, and Jim all say, you know, we're indebted to you. Just let us know if you need anything. Yeah. I have a feeling that's going to come back. To bite, <laughs> to bite them, them in the butt. Yeah. 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 It's it will, like making a hey, deal this with... this is Legends of Gotham. You can say bite them in the ass. It's going to bite them in the ass. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Jada made it okay. Um, okay. Bruce and Selena. I love it. I love it. Bruce love Lena. It. No, Batcat. Uh, <laughs> I love them. Um, I love that the second he basically sees her, he's like, bye, Alfred. Bye, Lee. Uh, can I get you a drink? So he has a reason to leave. Um, yeah. But she's always so mean to him. Like, she just, all he wants to do is be like, hi, how are you? I miss you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? I'm working. I'm like, wow. Okay. Um, but I think that coldness towards him comes from uh, her not wanting to get any closer because she she has the emotions. She has all of the feels mm. and she really does like him. But their moral stances are so very different. Yeah. One thing I was wondering, though, why why is she pickpocketing people at a charity gala when she's supposedly working for Penguin now? She said that she is working and stealing so she could eat. I thought she was in with Penguin. Was there a falling oh, out? I didn't see that. <laughs> I was like, yet. I was getting there um so yeah i don't know what happened with that she was at the big table she got to stay in the room when jim was there at the big table so it's like she was obviously something mm-hmm. um let me backtrack a little the earlier part of my point um she does try and save bruce when things got crazy even um even when he goes back after telling her that he misses her ah, precious mm-hmm. Um, and she says that she won't go back. She does. She <laughs> goes back. But why? What was she going to do? She couldn't save anything. She's a teenager in a perky dress. Like she has mm-hmm. no weapons. Um, 
or was she just going back to make sure he lived? I, I yeah, I, th- I think so. I, I think so. She was just going to make sure he was okay. Because I mean, up until this point, and uh, I'll, I'll touch on this a little bit later on too. But Bruce has never really done anything like this before. What he what he did t- no. this yeah. evening, you know, as far as like going in there and kind of being the hero. So I mean, she had reason to be concerned, and she had reason to he might need backup at right. some point too. Yeah. So I don't know. I just love everything about Bruce and Selena. Mm. It makes me happy. Definitely. Definitely. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Sorry. I just saw where we are. Okay. That's fine. Well, okay. We, we do. Uh, we're going to take a little break from the main discussion here. Don't worry. We're getting to that. That thing. That part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first we wanted to, uh, med- uh, to mm-hmm. play a voicemail from Rebecca Johnson. Uh, you, sometimes we play voicemails here mid episode, especially from Rebecca. Cause they're mm-hmm. always great. I, I and I also wanted not to, men- to say everyone else's voicemails aren't great. Very true. Very true. Don't do that. But I, I, I as kind of a segue to mention that I, if you guys didn't know, Rebecca Johnson hosts one of our our sister podcasts, Supergirl Radio, on the DC TV podcast uh, podcasting group. And uh, I, I was actually a guest. I, I was actually a guest what? in today's episode. You uh, episode thirty five. What do you know about Supergirl? I, I know quite a bit about ah. Supergirl. Superman's actually my favorite superhero. And what? Supergirl's a close... No. It's like close to... In top five. I thought it was Aquaman. Definitely. But above Superman, above Supergirl, above Batman, above Bruce Wayne, I love Jimmy Olsen. I We went out to dinner within the first few months of hanging out together, and I, I probably... Went for a full hour just talking to you about Jimmy Olsen, and you didn't want to hear about it. Rebecca and uh, Teresa over at Supergirl Radio wanted I to drank. hear about it. I can guarantee you I just drank through the conversation. So definitely check out the episode <laughs> over there, uh, Supergirl uh, Radio episode 35, James Olsen. Oh, and also I just wanted to mention, too, I was on my fan, friend Roberto's podcast. Uh, it's called My So-Called Ape at Life at CosmicRadio.tv, and we talked 90% of the episode about Gotham because he was trying – to get off the Gotham, Gotham train, and I was trying to coax him back This is on. like the worst possible time to get off the Gotham train. Get exactly, on it, man. Right? Okay, but we're going to go ahead and play Rebecca's voicemail here, and then we'll be back for a, a very special segment. Woo-hoo. What's up, Legends of Gotham? What's up? This is Rebecca Johnson, and I'm calling about the Season 2 episode called The Last Laugh. Oh, man. I am so conflicted over Jerome. When he first came on the show, I was like, I don't know that I'm okay with the Joker having a definitive origin story. But then Cameron showed up and blew me away. I mean, I put him up there with Heath Ledger and Mark Hamill as all-time great Joker performance. Oh, yeah. So I am bummed and disappointed that he is dead. I will say, though, that I am continually impressed with the Gotham Riders who have taken big risks this year. Mm -hmm. And I personally have mad respect for that. I read in an interview that Bruno Heller says that they are playing a long game with the Joker. So I am willing to see where it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, I did like the ending montage and how they set up the Joker's legacy, which (laughs) solves my initial issue with Jerome. (laughs) The Joker's origin is once again a mystery. On a lighter note, I was surprised at the introduction of Alfred having a little crush on Leslie. (laughs) I don't know how you guys are watching Gotham, but even though I DVR the show, 
lately I've had to watch it online at Fox.com. And I noticed this week that when you do that, there are little bits of trivia that pop up. And one of them during the scene where Leslie meets Bruce and Alfred, it said, and I quote, in the DC Comics New Earth series, Leslie and Alfred were romantically involved and also Bruce Wayne's guardians. I sort of had some knowledge about, but I couldn't place it. So thank you, Fox.com, for doing my research for me. So my question for you guys this week is, do you think hashtag Gorkins is over? Uh, Because I'm a little torn. I like Gorkins, but I would like to see the Alfred-Leslie relationship explored a little bit since it does have Mm -hmm. some comic history. Um, anyway, the last laugh this week's episode was a fantastic hour of TV. And even if Jerome died, it looks like your look at this Joker segment never will. <laughs> Looking forward to the podcast and can't wait to hear your thoughts. Hey. Yeah, so uh, thank you, Rebecca. And yeah, I, I think uh, I think uh, we were <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry, clearing my throat. But I, I think I think it's pretty clear uh, that we we think uh, Gorkins could be on the way out. Hashtag Alkins. I Although I do wonder how how they'll do that with the whole pre- her being pregnant and everything. Like how how do you really do like a romantic subplot with the character? Uh, um, I think it really depends. Okay, so she got pregnant in June. But they, what episode are they recording now? Do we know where they're filming at? I'm not sure. Probably, they're probably like episode seven, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine. There. So they're about to the break. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Leslie may have to go away for some CEU courses. Just like for like three or four episodes, then come back and she's all about Alfred or something. It's something. Or, or she has like a, a bunch of grocery bags mounted to her abdomen. Yes, because that's belly. convenient. Um, no, I'm not sure. I'm just trying to see how far they can get before um, she'll start showing. But she's a small mm-hmm. woman, so she'll show pretty quick. Um, I, I, we're going to start seeing it around the, mm-hmm. the um, mid-season. They're going to have to do something. They're either going to have to well, send her out to the farm or... Me, 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 me. Okay, fine. You're telling me to shut up. I get no, it. No, no, I'm not telling you. No, go ahead. Nope, that's go about ahead. all I got. No, I'm, nope, I'm nope. just getting ready. I just know how pregnancy works. I'm just getting works. ready that's for fine. something, Anne-Marie. Whatever. I'm ready. I, I th- are you ready? I'm ready. Let's make it happen. Okay, I'm ready. <clears throat> okay, so, you know, we haven't done this in season two at all, but you know, I think... All two episodes. I know, but I, I, I think, I you think know, it's time. it's time to do... Look, Look at, at this Joker. Look 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 at this Joker. Is he the Joker or is he not the Joker? Scene. That was fantastic. Yes. Look at this Joker where we look at all of the possible suspects that could or could not be the Joker. Now, we started this last season and we've been keeping track every episode until we thought we had the Joker. Season one uh, pilot, uh, episode one pilot, was a comedian. Mm -hmm. Then we had Laszlo, whatever happened to him, uh, that weird guy who we think killed Bruce Wayne's parents, and Mm -hmm. on and on and on. Some uh, worked out better than others. For some reason, we have the the dead nurse there. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, because there was the Joker laugh. Uh Uh, Always a good time. Then there's uh, Jim Gordon with it, or uh, uh, Ben McKenzie with the fake Gordon mustache for some reason, and we keep going. Oh, because it was Halloween or something. It was last Halloween. And finally, we come to season two, episode three, The Last Laugh. Boom. Rip Jerome. Rip Jerome. I am so sad to lose this actor. I know. He was so great. 
It was an amazing character. It's an amazing act. Amazing actor because he is mm-hmm. really young too. Like it's not like you know where he's like thirty seven acting eighteen. Like he's actually young. And what? It happens. Oh, no. I uh, Wynn just pointed out that on the screen right now, yeah. uh, my head is on top of Barbara's uh, pink uh, magician. I'm sad that I'm missing outfit, that. Which um, is a joke into itself. It's a joke into itself. So I'm – I am sad. Yeah. And I mean we were but so – But not for the reason that a lot of other people are sad. We were – the thing is is we were so sure he was the guy. But the guy we thought was the guy ain't the guy, which leaves the guy we thought he was with a big question mark over his head, which luckily means we can bring the segment back. We can bring back. the segment back. I love this segment even if it's just like a butler in something else. Yeah. Now, One we, of the now we have carte blanche to you know, point out a joker in every episode again. Yep. Uh, and luckily, even at the end of this episode, John Stevens leaves us with some fun possible jokers uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the episode. First of all, we have the Joker at the bar who's laughing at Jerome, uh, who's mm-hmm. sitting there having a drink. He looks kind of like Ben Affleck, honestly. Oh, I didn't actually look that close. He looks like bearded Ben Affleck a little bit. Oh, uh, Batfleck. But, uh, you know, maybe, but probably he, not. he's probably not the Joker. He's a little too old, I think. Well, too drunk. He was probably, yeah, he was probably just drunk and thought it was funny, thought it was a movie or something. Mm-hmm. Then we have the guy I've dubbed the Howdy Doody Joker. Howdy Doody. Uh, the, the little kid with the braces who's uh, creepy, creepily laughing at Jerome mm-hmm. as his parents parents fight in the background yeah but you know he's the same age as bruce he looks really creepy i uh, so i With give it like braces. exactly so i give it like a 45 percent chance that he might be the Joker. I'm going to give him a 30% chance. 40, 45% chance with a uh, maybe a 10% chance of rain. Uh, uh, rain of... Uh, oh, no. Never mind. That was Superman. I was going to say rain of the su- Superman, but uh, that was Superman. Yeah. Okay. And uh, then last but not least, we have the anti-homeless uh, Jokers. Oh, those two guys. I, uh, now, first of all, I, I think the guy with the beard is out. He doesn't seem very Jokerish to me, but the guy behind him, he, he's, uh, uh, he's maybe a couple years older than... Uh, no, no, no. What? Okay, so there's the two guys. Were you not watching the entire scene? No, th- those are the same two guys because they see the homeless guy. They follow him and yes. then they beat him up in the alley. And then he stabs his friend. Oh, does he stab his? The friends? one in the front stabs the one in the back. Oh, I didn't even. I I didn't even catch that. I was like, did you miss like, this? We'll see. One of my jokers has been disproven already because I thought the guy in the back he seemed just a couple years older than Bruce and he looked physically very much like the comic book Joker. No, I think it was the front guy. But either mm. way, it's none of them. Yeah, it probably, I don't believe. I don't believe them. Them's the jokers. Yeah, I gave him a thirty percent chance in our look at this Joker page, which you can get to at legendsofgotham.com and then clicking look at this Joker up at the top. We should record ourselves singing look at this joker and like i know we hate autoplay things but when you click on that page it just starts singing to you because that would be funny that would be quite funny that would be quite annoying but but it'd be funny you know regardless of who the joker might be or might end up being if he even ends up in this show he uh, will be in the show we can all agree that our dear departed jerome gave him uh his clownish shtick Uh, he was a great joker he will be missed he will be missed rip jerome rip jerome Jerome. we'll look at his corpse one more time here must be yeah. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Wynn's pointing out in the chat room that the guy got stabbed too. Because see what happened is I wa- I love when I'm right. I rewatched the episode this morning and then I went through and I I, I got all of the uh, screen Pictures. grabs. Yeah. Uh, so we could uh, so we could feature them and look at this Joker like right before we recorded the episode. It was a mad dash to look at it this It really Joker. was a mad dash to look at the Joker. But uh, please join us next time when we look at this Joker. Look at this Joker. And we're going to talk more about Jerome in just a second. But first we wanted to mention a contest that we're doing right Anne-Marie hey we have a contest sorry is the graphic giving you funkies okay so we have a contest for for this thing right here 
right here. Yes. This guy. This guy right here. A special edition Comic-Con Gotham TV guide. Awesome. Definitely. But the way that you get entered to win this is by leaving us a review on iTunes. Yes. Or if you've already left one, update it and yeah, send us a screenshot. Yeah, for 2015. Totally. Uh, things are different now, folks. <laughs> um, or by preaching um, all about the legends of Gothamness all over Yeah, do a blog internet. post, a Tumblr post, a Facebook yes. post. Uh, a, a standalone post, not just a bunch of retweets would be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love the retweets. Please don't stop them. <laughs> but a standalone post of some sort would be phenomenal. Yeah, just and, telling people they should check out the podcast. And um, email us or tweet us like a link to it because we may not see it otherwise. But, you know, we, we do try and see them. And if you leave a we review, do. we will read it on the podcast. We yep. got a new one from Mayhem68 mm-hmm. uh, over on iTunes. And Mayhem says, Mayhem68 says, the hosts are extremely knowledgeable. What makes this podcast the best is that they include comic support to their analysis of Gotham. This works very well for a comic book fan like like me, uh, uh, and for a comic book fan like me, this makes all the difference. Even if you did not read the comics, uh, the hosts do such a good job, you were able to make use of the added information, which is a bonus. True that. And it was a five-star review. You don't have to leave a five-star review. It doesn't have to be five-star. You seriously can leave us a one-star review, Definitely. but then that doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, you can. You that's can. A, one of our best reviews last year was a one-star review. You know, that's right. Definitely. It is. So, yeah, if you want to uh, enter the contest, just uh, do one of those things. Let us know Legends of Gotham at gmail.com and thank you so much mayhem 68 for your review definitely okay so i guess we should get back into the main discussion here Sure. okay okay so jerome's dead uh which we mentioned (laughs) and uh you find that funny you find (gasps) no i find funny so jerome's dead (laughs) yeah he's dead now He's dead now. So I, I, I love this take on, on the character. You know, that uh, he's not the actual Joker, but he's the inspiration for the Joker. Mm-hmm. He's, he's what fueled uh, whoever eventually becomes the Joker. I love it, uh, one, because it helps explain why the Joker gets under Batman's skin so much. Yeah. It brings, him, it brings <gasps> Bruce back oh. to the day that he almost died, then saved the day for the first time. Anytime he faces the Joker. That's what he's seeing. He's seeing this episode episode in his head that night he got his throat slashed and alfred almost died and he had to slip him a gun and everything yeah Yeah. like uh i i i think uh that that adds a a rich depth a a uh, rich depth yes to to their relationship and i also love that uh i also really love that like we said you know that it's the first time bruce has actually done that he the first time he's actually gone out there and saved the day that was really cool to see that was really that's something i've been waiting for from the first day and i mean the closest we really got was when he was like running around with catwoman and Mm -hmm. but he was just evading he wasn't taking an active role yeah exactly so that was cool uh but i I also really love that uh jerome even inspired the penguin to maybe adopt a new laugh he oh i love it he he might not be the Joker, but he's definitely changed. his actions in the past few episodes. He's changed the tone in Gotham, mm-hmm. uh, which, which I think is really cool, and, and taking it in a much more dark, twisted uh, way. And well, it's just much more unpredictable now. Like we had enough vigilanteism last season, and now it's just gonna like. Mm-hmm. If we were on ten, we're going up to twenty. Mm-hmm. I think 
Sorry. Oh, I also see a Sark over in the chat room, and it says, you got it, Bill, precisely. I'm not sure which point he's talking about, but But hey, it's you. a point. Definitely. Okay, and I also I thought it was interesting that right at the end, uh, Theo says uh, Jerome is limited, and uh, he would have never lasted. First of all, this is funny because the Joker is one of the longest-lasting comic yep. book villains ever. Yep. And uh, two, it's funny uh, because – oh, yeah, well, I, I – I, I, What? Say what you're saying. Oh, no, you know, irony aside, uh, this might be – I misspoke. <laughs> ah. But uh, it, this might be where Theo has slipped up. This might be his eventual undoing hmm. because he, he underestimates the effect Jerome's acts have had and will continue to have yeah. on the city. He's uh, he's spawned uh, Theo by giving Jerome a platform. Yeah. He's spawned a league of monsters that Theo won't be able to control no matter how big of a hero he he makes himself into. I, and I, well, the more he's the hero, the less he'll have control over them. Exactly, exactly. And I, I think I think we're going to see you know all the villains, all mm-hmm. the crazies in Gotham, completely step up their game to match and ex- try and exceed this Jerome kid. Yeah. That, like I said, Theo gave a platform to. Yeah. So it, it's really his fault <laughs> at the end of it. It's all his fault. And yeah, I think if he's if he he's made an a mistake so far that's the mistake he's made underestimating the power jerome will have and the hashtag maniacs will have that's fair um another ironic line i just wanted to point out real quick was uh jerome as when he's disguised as the magician as mm-hmm. bruce is leaving the stage he says some say bruce has a split personality which is funny because you know batman bruce wayne all yeah. that stuff oh and uh Oh yeah, Sark says in the in the chat room as far as Bruce's uh, actions, no more baby steps toward becoming Gotham's guardian. Last night he took a giant leap. Very, very true. Very true. Very, very true. Okay, so Theo, let's go back to him for a second. I not Cliff Huxtable's son. No, never. That's not even remotely on my radar. Um, he feels so freaking fake in that entire thing oh, at the like, gala. I will, I will save the day. From word one, even when he's talking to the deputy mayor, mm-hmm. he feels very fake. Excuse me, family business. What? Yeah. What? No. And then, you know, he presents the saving. Mm-hmm. He's, he introduces, who are you? I'm Theo Gallivan. Yeah, he quarters, he quarters, he quarters out, the out camera. to the camera. Which, if you don't know, uh, that's means uh, fate, like you present i mean he was yeah you keep part of your body pointing towards the person you're talking to but then you turn most of your body out towards the audience and that's totally what he did yeah exactly and how stinking fake was that mm-hmm. like he, why would you not talk to the man who's sitting there threatening the entire room you're turning to the camera to ensure that you've been seen uh-huh. no um also does no one hear him say this isn't what we rehearsed enter the hero there was something else in between but those two sentences he was on stage with people within earshot who had heard quieter statements through the entire ordeal don't know i feel well, like no no there was a, another point like that that i had too when alfred oh, okay. or when bruce says to alfred yes i have, I have a, a gun. gun and the men are all around him and stuff but i guess you're just supposed to assume i'm not good yeah at the we assuming. the audience heard it but the people there didn't hear i am it. not it's good not like at that it was mike or anything no no i just no <laughs> like he's on stage that's the thing like it would be a little easier with the bruce and alfred because they were at least aside uh-huh. but and he was already in presenter mode with everything else mm-hmm. 
Okay. I was just adding something I wanted to talk about. Okay, go ahead. Because I, I, I forgot. Oh, yes, that. I, I forgot one major point I wanted to bring up about, about Jerome. But first of all, I just wanted to say that Jerome in this episode, the entire episode, he mm. felt a lot more dark than darkly funny. Uh, you know, it almost felt like he wasn't in on the joke as much as he's been in the other episodes either. Mm-hmm. I, and uh, but I, although I did love the magician's outfit, it was just wonderfully bizarre the facial hair and stuff. Fantastic! Both of their costumes mm-hmm. were amazing. But something I, I really wanted to talk about, which I didn't put in the notes but I'm neither did i because i was going to put it in there if you didn't and yeah, both but forgot. i i really loved the kind of point they made about the fact that the media was broadcasting this this whole thing Live. that happened and it's what inspired all of these copycats because and i mean you know it's a show about batman oh, I, it's, oh, it's, I know it's a, where it's going well, it's a very it's a very mm-hmm. darkly funny show it's a very light show sometimes but it really put me to mind a, a lot of the uh you know the the Shootings and stuff that have been yes. happening in America lately, and uh, how how and I, I'm not trying to going to turn this into a political thing at all, but I just thought it was interesting that you know a, a, a big complaint uh, these days is that you know these people if they don't get glorified they get vilified in the public space, which inspires other people to do the same thing. And I thought it I thought it was a very kind of mature interesting point that uh you know the creators of gotham were making here that you know if jerome hadn't you know sent out the police tape and the media hadn't played it Mm -hmm. and uh if they hadn't broadcast him from inside of the the charity gala Mm -hmm. and everything i i I think you know maybe the joker would have never come to be right which is a very interesting point i don't feel like they would have been broadcasting that live the man has threatened to kill an entire room of people Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he probably told the guy, keep it on or I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. And I, we just didn't see that, which I, I also got, that got the impression maybe Theo had some controlling interest in the station oh, to help keep it on. You know, the that's air. true. Because it's just because of the like mm-hmm. standards and stuff that they can't of things they can't show. Uh-huh. That's kind of, you know, it's live. Yeah. But I, I definitely think that was a very interesting uh, point they were able to make with it, too. <gasps> oh, wind points out. I hope that they got that person out of the magician's trunk after all the mayhem went down i completely forgot about that guy yeah because that was the magician. the magician yeah the actual magician oh my god but yeah again i very interesting commentary and you know uh we're, we're we're here for the yucks is but there's also a lot of uh seriousness stuff to think about in this show too which i think is cool in a very modern point for a, a timeless show like gotham too. right um okay well we've kind of already talked about this but i'll just say it again uh jim alfred and bruce and team good guys mm-hmm. um it was really nice seeing them really work together instead of like mm-hmm. against but together like separate but equal like working towards the same goal this time they literally no 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 they were both they were all trying to save their own asses yeah and um as well as an entire room full of people but it was so cool to see Jim and Alfred shooting everything up and saving everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yes, Theo, in essence, did save Bruce. But, you know, they were saving pretty much everybody else. Yeah. And I, I also thought it was it was cool that uh, Jim was kind of into it, too. He was like, you know, that worked well. That, 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 that went well. That went well. Yes. That was a good team up. We didn't even have that awkward, awkward time where we uh, fight over something silly at first before we team up. Right. We just know? did it. Um, I am a little scared to see where things go since they all basically invited Theo to team yeah. good guys. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't feel it's bad juju coming from that. <laughs> There's some bad juju. I, I also, I also, I, you might've said this too. I, I, I just love that, uh, 
Jim knew that Alfred could be trusted with the gun and that he would do well with it. <laughs> well, he knew that Alfred used to be military. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, apparently it's common knowledge because Lee knew it. Yeah. So, so I would assume that Jim has told her about that. Definitely, you know, uh, so, uh, let's see. Uh, Bobby in the chat room brings up a good point. Does Batman have a magician villain? I'm, I'm going to Google it here. I don't, one doesn't come to mind. But, you no, know, yeah, the closest thing that came to mind was Zatanna or Zatera, which are heroes mm-hmm. uh, that are often associated with Batman. Like, I think uh, Batman and Zatanna, uh, the magician, had a had a thing for a while. But Z- Zatanna and Zatera are basically, they're magic users who can, uh, they speak backwards. They speak their, anything they say backwards happens. Happens. So, oh. you know, if they say, uh, oh, it's the line from The Simpsons, like, join the Navy backwards, then you will go join the Navy kind oh. of thing. Or if they're like, hey, uh, flowers turn into a tiger, it, but they said it backwards, it would happen, more or less. But that's the only magician-related character I can think of that has some sort of relation to Bat. Interesting. But, okay, so I the, the knockout gas that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, obviously they used in the first episode of Rise of the Villains, and then... Uh, Dragon you know, blood. Bullock and Jim get exposed to uh, mm. in this episode. A lot of the effects it had, like the kind of like weird, trippy mm-hmm. effects and uh, the way it kind of like knocked them out, but they were still kind of there. cognizant, but kind of crazy at the same time. Yeah. It put me in mind of the actual, the original Court of Owls story from the comics. Because, mm. uh, you know, well, here's a description I pulled from uh, TV Tropes. I, I added it a, a little bit for content, but uh, and we'll have a link in the show notes at legendsofgotham.com. But basically, you know, the Court of Owls captures Batman and uh, they expose him to some knockout gas. And the effect of the knockout gas uh, in Court of Owls, Batman is dropped into an enormous labyrinth with uh, drug drinking water and theatrical uh, room constructions. Uh, to mess with his head. By the end of the ordeal, Batman imagines himself and the court members turning into grotesque and anthropomorphic owls. And this is something they use a few times throughout the story, this weird sort of drugged out, uh, mm-hmm. poison water, knockout gas sort of stuff, to kind of make Batman question his reality. Mm. And, it, it, you know, obviously uh, Zoltan, Zoltar... Zoltar! Uh, yeah, he had some of that going on when he was, when he breathed the gas in... No, he drank it. He drank oh, yeah. it he, in he its drank... liquid form. He drank the dragon's mm-hmm. blood from the master's chalice. So like uh, the drug drinking water kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so so it, that that uh, brought to mind uh, court, court of Owls as well. So I, I, I could I, I really think that Theo is representative of the Court of Owls since you know Bruno Heller's confirmed they're coming. Mm-hmm. I think they might already be here. <laughs> they might. Oh, you know, Sark brings up a great point, and I would expect nothing less from you, Sark. Uh, in Batman sixty six. Uh, there was a, a character called Zelda the Great. Here, I'll pull up a picture real quick. But who was a magician character? Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I'll have to pull this up here. Pulling it up, pulling it up. Yeah, here we go. We'll 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 show a little picture of it here. Yeah, there's Zelda the Great in all her great glory and everything. I, I I'm who's that actress now? Because I this is called uh, Watch Us Google Things. I love Watch Us Google Things, but it's usually me googling, so mm-hmm. I'm all confused. Yeah, it was uh, played by hmm. do do do. Ann Baxter. Ann Baxter. Who I, I feel like I've seen it. I feel stuff. that name I've heard recently. She was in All About Eve, The Magnificent Ambersons, I Confess, and The Ten Commandments. So uh Oh my. Very interesting. Very, yeah, right. thank you for, for, for that uh that that little tidbit tidbit Sark, definitely. Okay, so I okay, so you wanted to wrap Penguin! up. Penguin! Yes. Bullock, people we haven't talked about <laughs> and people that are very important to well, Gotham. 
I love, 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 love how – apparently I love a lot this episode um, – <laughs> how crazy Penguin gets over Jerome. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because he stole the spotlight. Yeah. He's like – he's just causing chaos for chaos' sake. Yeah, criticize, criticize, criticize. Criticize, criticize. Um, but he has no idea how to retaliate. Mm-hmm. It's obviously – obviously? Obviously been going on for more than like two days. It's not like this whole maniacs thing – has dragged out. Yeah. Um, and Penguin's just, you know, chilling in his mansion, drinking his wine, eating his food <laughs> with people standing around with guns. Chilling like a villain. Chilling yes. like a rise of the villains. Chilling like a villain. Um, enter Bullock, who puts Penguin in his umbrella boy place. <laughs> um, he needed knock down that peg because he really hasn't done anything since becoming the king of Gotham. Mm-hmm. Other than the commissioner, what's his face? Loeb. Yeah. But meh i mean it was important but that's all he's done mm-hmm. you know fish and falcone and maroney they were all you know popping stuff out yeah so i feel like there's no master plan i think that now that he is the king of gotham he doesn't know what to do yeah he seems bored almost he does seem bored he's like i have money i have fame i have people what do i do now yeah. What favors can I grant? Which Godfather moment can I have? It's like Willy Wonka says, "Whatever, what happened to the boy who got do, everything he ever do, wanted? Do, he became a bored do, do, do. guy in a purple jacket. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Um, I did like that, you know, um, when Bullock was, you know, threatening to smack him with a trash can and they all pulled guns on him. You mm-hmm. come after Jim, you have to come after me and I still owe you for fish. Okay. And I see that Bobby is already being angry against fish in the, in the uh, chat room. <laughs> understood understood but it was still an important point because her and bullock had that relationship oh yeah and yeah, they, they had a real relationship we learned yeah they, they were they were they were a little tighter than they tight. were friends with benefits yeah, fish with benefits oh. that would have been a good episode that title. would have been good yeah. for that episode because that was the only time we <laughs> saw it um but yeah i hadn't even thought about it until he said that that about that whole relationship and how they haven't really mm-hmm. done anything about since fish yeah so I don't know. Yeah, I, I do like Bullet kind of getting into that situation, though. You, you know, one thing that kind of puts me in mind of though, the opening scene with them throwing perps out the window. And I loved it. Defending the thin blue line and everything, it put me in mind. Like as I was writing my notes, I was like, "This is the kind of stuff I was writing about the cops that Jim was up against at the beginning of last season." Yeah. You know, he's he's really crossed that line from you know the good white knight trying to save the city to no, he's just like all the other guys really and i mean obviously he was reacting to essen being killed uh, he was reacting very harshly to that when yeah. you know well i think he felt guilty about it because he got lured, lured well yeah away. yeah because you know in his mind it wouldn't have happened if he was there mm-hmm. but again that's probably why they lured him out of there yeah but the, the those are the same kind of justifications that the cops he was fighting against last season were telling right. themselves which i thought and it also makes me think you know maybe at some, well maybe at some point the mcu is going to have to get involved again because this is very much a job for the mcu you know it really is but aren't they on shows now uh crispus is i i'm not sure about vicky uh i like how i use one character name one actor you always have (laughs) you always have but uh yeah i I would love to see them back for i mean he's on minority report which is on the same night as gotham so i'm sure they could lend an actor over for like an episode or something like i'd like to see one of them come back for like one episode or something that could Maybe. be good. But, oh, Sark uh, in the chat room says, Fish with Benefits, starring Jada Pinkett Smith and Donald Logue. Yeah, de- definitely yep. would watch that show. That would be good. Definitely. Okay, so I guess it's come uh, down to our arbitrary mm-hmm. scale. 
Okay, so let's see here. Um, out of 14 double-blind fortune tellers, how many double-blind fortune tellers do you give this episode, Emery? 14. 14? What? You gave it a perfect? I gave it a perfect score. You gave it a perfect? I gave it a perfect score. Are you, are, are you blind? If are I you take out okay? my contacts, yes, I am blind. Um, they're amazing. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely amazing. It. I, I texted him a picture after I watched the episode <laughs> of just me going... Yeah, I actually might be able to pull that up here. Like... I also Instagrammed it, so it's all over the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was just like so much happened and it happened well. Mm -hmm. It happened well. Oh, gosh, you're shoving it. You can't see it too well, though, so don't worry. I can't see anything. Yeah, but she's – oh, there we go. Yeah. She was pretty shocked. Oh, wow. Apparently I'm, you know – Alone over here. <laughs> Bobby's only given an eight. Um, and Peno is Batman, mm-hmm. gives it a ten. Wins giving it an eleven. Sark's saying Jim always feels guilty about everything. You should check out a local codependence anonymous. <laughs> I agree. No, but and I- he gives it a thirteen point eight, which is what I typically would have done at this mm-hmm. point. But no, I just thought it was amazing. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm going to give it a thirteen just oh. because I thought I thought there were a few moments at the the charity thing. Okay. They, they were a little uneven as far as like acting, dialogue, things like that. But mm-hmm. I loved what they did with Jerome. I loved the episode in general. And I I, I can't wait to see what happens next. And I, I know Bobby in our chat room uh, says that the last few minutes ruined it for him. <sighs> You, you know, this was very divisive. Either people were like completely down with it. I, I, I kind of loved it too. It was it was so kind of trolly to – because I mean, you know, I, I think over the – course of the past few weeks i i don't think there was anyone left who was like oh i don't know if they should do J- the joker on right. gotham it like jerome completely won them over and then they like pulled the rug out from under us and just said okay, everything this, all akimbo think about it this way if the pseudo joker was this amazing what are they gonna do with the real thing yeah with the when when it gets real when it gets you know real when howdy joker comes around howdy joker yeah really the howdy doody joker the guy, the kid with the braces. Shh, let it go. Um, look at this Joker. Yeah, look at this Joker. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. like that's the thing. It can only get better. Mm-hmm. I, I and I think I think you can definitely see even in this right after he gets stabbed in the throat and everything. I even Jerome kind of saw the humor in the situation. He saw. The joke in the killing, you know what I mean. You're, you really had to go ahead, just say it. The killing joke, yeah. You know, it, yeah. like I, I, th- I, he saw the humor in the situation and the ca- the chaos inherent in the situation, right. which I think is is totally something you know the, the Joker or Jerome would really support. Like if I, I almost think like if Theo had been like, "Hey, I'm going to kill you." He almost would have been okay with yeah, it. Yeah, he almost would have been okay with it. But then obviously he would have stopped him. But um, Bobby says, I don't understand why they didn't keep him longer. Um, I think I can kind of explain it is because they decided mm-hmm. to amp up this season. He probably was originally going to be there through the majority of this season. Mm-hmm. But then they squished three seasons into one with epicness. So it just it got bumped um you know they learned from their mistakes of dragging things on last season and now they're not they're just Mm -hmm. full speed ahead plus you know at the end of the day like this is the world of batman there's a lazarus pit out there oh there it is there is a way to bring him back and i think you know that would really make him crazy well the way he looks there at the end i mean i think i think he looks very very much like the uh that was my favorite part is the fact that they killed him on the joker face 
Mm-hmm. Like that. That's how. That's how he went down. Yeah. Like here, here I'll show. You. Yeah, that looks very much like the Joker. Like I, I could see him going through a Lazarus, Lazarus pit, getting, uh, you know, his skin going faded and all that kind of stuff. And maybe, you know, maybe he comes back in season three, and kind of, kind of rules for all of season three. Like I, I'd like to see that. That'd be cool. You know, one thing we didn't get in this episode, though, I just realized mm-hmm. we didn't get any Riddler at all. I know. I saw something about that, and I was like, yeah. oh, man. All right. They're, they're going to do something. It's going to mm-hmm. get huge. All right, but enough enough looking at this Joker. Now it's time for the news. News. First up, the ratings. Gotham had a 1.5 rating, 5 share. Only slipped 0.1 from last week, but it's still kind of sad that it's It's a really – I think this is going to get people to go back. I think it's going to – I think it'll get adjusted mm-hmm. up once they take it into account because these ratings come out so early. Yeah, and they're not adjusted for DVR and right. online yet and that's, all that stuff. That's the thing is like like Rebecca said, watching it online and DVRing it. These ratings are posted by like noon mm-hmm. the next day. Like I think it's going to adjust up because people who may have um, – DVR'd it and hadn't gotten to it yet, and then they're hearing buzz about it. I mean, you can't go on Twitter without hearing about it. At least, you know, my Twitter. And- oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> no, but I and I also okay, think that know, was my it, sign it, to it, shut up. <laughs> it, no, it, it might be it might be uh, due to the fact that I think TV ratings might be down a little anyway across the board because the other show we do a fan cast for mm-hmm. has been down for, down too from even like. You know, the season finale and stuff. It might just be we're doing unpopular shows or something, too. But I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. I think, um, you know, we're just easing back into the season. Mm-hmm. You know, fall is busy um, overall. And, you know, sports. Sorry. Yeah. Sports happen. Like, mm-hmm. Sundays and Mondays when our shows air are heavy sports time. Yeah. So, and there was sport. I mean, there was stuff going on. And it always kills it that it's against Big Bang Theory. Yeah. That, I'm that, sorry. Big Bang Theory has 14 million people watching. More people the- watched that than they were watching Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. And that had, like, 10 million. That's 24 million people watching TV at that hour. Yeah. We're lucky to get the 1.5. All right, so we have a we have a trailer here okay. uh, for next week. It's called Strike Team. I mean Strike Force. Uh, fans of the Shield will get that. And there's a reason I'm referencing the Shield, which okay. you'll we'll I, see in a minute. I, I, I let's, get go, it. let's go ahead and take a look at the, the trailer here. Gotham doesn't have straight lines. It's got twists and turns and dead. Very true, Harvey. And we have some Zaz action. I'm Nathaniel Barnes. Michael Chicklet. Michael Chicklet's coming in. That's awesome. He does. This definitely. is awesome. I love the fact that right there he says, you're a troublemaker, you're my second in command. Yeah. Let us discuss the future. Definitely. I wonder if he's going to actually be good or just pretending to be good. And then they take down, want to take down the penguin. Report all new next but then Jim gets put in that. Well, Jim and Harvey are going to be put between a rock and a hard place. Oh, yeah, because of all the stuff going down with them, for uh, sure. Yeah. I also think it's interesting that he kind of, he very much reminds me, if I believe it was uh, Forrest Whitaker who came into his old show, The Shield in season three or four who was coming in to bring down the strike team who Michael Chiklis was the leader of who a group of corrupt cops in the LAPD yeah I, I think it was the LAPD yeah uh, Bobby and Wynn are both viewing their hatred or um, spewing their hatred of Big Bang Theory um, I'm on that train. I'm okay, on the, hey. but let's just say you exposed me to it. I'd never heard of it, and then many, many moons ago, like season mm-hmm. three, you were like, "Hey, watch this with me." 
And I did, and I watched it for about two seasons, and now I don't know anything. Yeah, like the thing I was, can't. Meh. The the thing was is I watched like six episodes of it. We started watching it together, and then I immediately dropped off of it. I was like, "This okay. is what happens." Yeah, the fact that we're able to keep podcasts going with shows <laughs> is a miracle. Well, when you have great shows like Gotham, how how can you help it? I know. But uh, you know, when you get done watching Strike Force next week, I need you to uh, go shave. Uh, uh, red-haired person who's losing their hair glue their hair very passionately onto your face oh, passionately i thought you were saying passionately i was like take a selfie the- then Pardon? email it to us legends of gotham at gmail.com i want tweet selfies us- i'm not kidding i want Definitely. selfies tweet us at legends of gotham the facebook is facebook.com slash legends of gotham and the voicemail number is 424-274-2352 again that's 424-274-2352 we've already heard from rebecca which means of course as always we have to play Bobby first. Bobby. Take it away, Bobby. Hey, Bill and Emery, it's Bobby. Um, why? What was the <laughs> sense of that? I don't understand. I'd, I'd have been okay if it had been, like, uh, maybe mid-season or, like, even give me, like, six episodes or something. Or us uh, six episodes. They, they wasted such a great character, such a great actor on, like, nothing. 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 I so, so, so hated what they did with Jerome. I do not understand why they did this. All it did was make me upset, and from what I've seen on the internet, Very. I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so thinking that when Theo stabbed him in the neck like that, I was like, oh, well, it's just a prop knife. It's all just staged. This is, you know, mm-hmm. an act. Nope, not an act at all. And then at the end of the episode, oh, wait. And then what? Were they serious? They thought that... Th- they didn't see Theo mugging for the news camera. I'm Theo Galvin. <laughs> well, Theo Galvin, you suck. I hated this. I hated this. And what? And then at the end of the episode, when it looked, and I was like, oh, he's going to get up off the uh, off the coroner's table. Nope, not at all. He is dead as a doornail. And then all those just random people started laughing and stabbing people, and it was just stupid did not care for that at all and what really stuck about it is the rest of the episode was so great i mean if if i was judging the rest of the episode i would say it was like uh out of 11 criminals thrown out of a window i'd give it nine i mean the interplay between all of the characters was great it was cool to see bruce go back for his friend it was cool to see bruce jim and alfred team up in the end it was cool to see alfred kick ass it was cool to see alfred try to mac on lee and then get denied um <laughs> <laughs> I even like Barbara and the, just everything about this episode. Until and that's the last saying few something minutes, if he likes Barbara. I give it a big fat zero goose egg for those last few minutes. But Ooh. since the rest of the episode was so great, I guess I'll give it like what? A six out of 11. Wow. Ugh, I'm so upset. They better redeem themselves. Wow. Yeah. I'm a little scared now. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Bobby should go to Arkham to <laughs> get a little... <laughs> Do you need a moment? No, no. But I mean, that's a completely They're all valid very point. good valid, and yeah. And I think in a lot of ways that was their intention. Like, yes. they, they wanted to... They gave fans everything they ever wanted, and then they ripped it away. And I, I think, you know, even... You know, when when people don't like something, they're like, eh, yeah, this sucks, this, that, the other. Bobby is very obviously passionate about his hatred mm-hmm. of this decision, which probably means it's going to be back next week to see if they fix it. Exactly. You, you know, that's that's kind of how you keep the audience going along with you. And like Anne-Marie brought up, too, like, if this is what they did with the fake Joker, imagine what the real Joker is going to be like. Like, seriously, what, uh, I mean. Mm-hmm. And Payno, Payno is Batman, also uh, says 
says uh, that they agree with Bobby yeah. too. Which, uh, yeah, that's a very valid view- viewpoint. One I've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I, I don't think it's going to make a lot of people leave the show. I don't think so either. And normally I'd be a little nervous mm-hmm. because people are like anymore. They're like, I'm leaving this show because there's 765 more shows to watch. Yeah. But this one, it, it's a niche and it's, it's getting good. Yeah. Like I, I, I think, I think this was done in a lot of ways to intentionally piss off the audience. Yeah. And I think, I think they're playing. They're playing the long game here. They're playing. Yeah. This is one story, and this is we're like, on episode three out of twenty-two for so, a season. So this is like the end of Act One. This is how Barely, they, yeah, yeah. This is how like they close off Act One or something like that. So I, I think it's going to get really interesting. But I'm sure this next person isn't going to have any problems with it at all. Take it away, random guy from Erie. <laughs> I can't believe they killed Jerome. I just can't <laughs> believe it. Oh my gosh, he was such an amazing Joker. Ah, man. Um, I'm just devastated over it, man. Uh, oh, well. I guess that's show business. Oh, well. <laughs> I guess oh, well. that's show business. That You know what? what? As we're commiserating over our fallen friend, Jerome would have liked that. I guess that's show business. He would have show liked business. that joke. Yep. Definitely. Look at it that killed. joke or that called in. Okay, so let's see here. Next up is a Holy Bat Pastor, Sark, who we've been talking about in the chat room. Take it away, Holy Bat Pastor. Legends of Gotham, what's going on? It's Holy Bat Pastor. I hope I made it in in time. Let Mm -hmm. me see if I can spit out some things. There was so much to talk about. This was an incredible episode. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really good to see the return of several things. Baldy Bullock, love seeing him back in action. Mm. Insecure Cobblepot, interesting that the king still has some weakness there. And then, of course, Agent Double O Pennyworth, liking <laughs> him return. Real quick, was that a Court of Owls tease out of the mouth of Theo Gallivan? I mean, that may have seemed obvious to some, but still, um, the producers, the directors, the writers seem to be so good at teasing us, and, uh, and I really enjoy it. So looking forward to see what develops there. Also, very quickly, in two words, Alfred flirting loved it. (laughs) I love every time they humanize this character. The idea that he would have been an able-bodied 50, 55-year-old man, still pretty much in his prime, in good shape, dashing dresser, good-looking guy. And he is immediately attracted to Leslie Tompkins. You could Mm -hmm. tell it. And she seemed to be attracted back to him, which is very interesting Mm -hmm. because, of course, as many of us know, there's comic book precedent there for a relationship. So we'll have to watch that. Also, I've got to mention Bruce Wayne really showing some Batman-like qualities tonight. It was like instead of baby steps, he started taking some giant leaps forward in his ability to work as a team uh, with others. Uh, Also, um, just the willingness to try to problem solve, to overcome his, uh, his fear regarding some some kind of panicky situations. Love seeing this because we know that he becomes a future uh, tactician extraordinaire, and he would have had to have taken steps like this to get there. Uh, also, not going to say a lot about tonight's star of the show, Jerome. I'm just going to say this. What a masterful job that we saw 
in his performance. Mm-hmm. And, of course, so many of us were being led astray. But it's, we need to point out and remind everyone we were never told that he was the Joker. Exactly. Uh-huh. So I'm still not holding uh, on to any fake promises. But I think we could see something happen in the future. I'm not really into speculation. I've just enjoyed it and look forward to bigger and better things. I will say that Cameron, I think he, I think, you know, he deserves to at least be nominated for some awards for his performance. Yes. Yes, he absolutely does. Because he did phenomenally, like, uh, just the way he incorporated so many interpretations of the Joker into something that was wholly original, for sure. Mm -hmm. I also want to say this about the producers, the showrunner, um, the writers, everyone involved. They are demonstrating tremendous reverence toward the Batman mythology, Mm -hmm. and I, for one, appreciate it, and I can tell that the show appreciates it. Mm -hmm. Um, On a Gotham arbitrary scale, I'm going to give high marks. 99 out of 100 stabbed pupils. Sorry, Bill. I've yes. got to give it, and I've got to give credit to the show. I, and then his voicemail got cut off, but he called back. I don't know. The voicemail cut off when I brought up <laughs> stabbed left pupils. I think Bill needs to involve somewhere there. I apologize for the length of this, but I'm going to wrap it up real quick. Also, I wanted to point out last week when I heard both Bobby and Wu say that they were firmly on board with where Gotham was going. Man, that did my heart wonders. I loved hearing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Also, a quick shout-out to both Bill and Anne-Marie. Thank you both for Us. faithfully carrying the torch for this show um, since its inception, uh, even before it hit the air. Thank you. So this is Holy Bat Pastor signing off. And remember, hashtag bring back bagels. See y'all later. <laughs> bagels. Yes, bring back bagels. Very nice. Thank, thank you. And uh, we, we love Holy Bat Pastor. He's one of yes. our favorite favorite listeners, especially one of our favorites unique to this show. Yep. Uh, for sure. And we, we always love he- hearing from you. And thanks for the kind words on this, our 50th episode. Our 50th episode. What the what? On this, the day of our daughter's 50th episode. Okay, I, I cannot refuse anything. We we did get a voicemail from Wu this week, but I think we're going to have to cut it for time, unfortunately. Oh, no. we, oh, wow. It is late. Yeah, but we, we do want to wrap up. A, well, it's 50th episode. Mega yeah, episode, no. right? There you go. But we wanted to wrap up with a few tweets from you guys from last right. night. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, the the Powell family says, uh, looks like you can dust off. Look at this joker. Smiley face. Mm-hmm. We did. Also, Tabitha is going to kill Theo at the end. Call I, it now. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love that. Um, at Anthony Clark 585 says, what an ending. I'm still just, wow. Hashtag Gotham. <laughs> okay, then other Anne-Marie says, uh, poor Alfred crushing on Lee and creepy Joker, uh, creepy Joker running Gotham. Um, at Mom with Moxie, I always seem to miss the podcast. You do a great work. Thank, Thank you very Thank much, you. Mom with Moxie. And a Holy Bat Pastor said, this just in, in spite of Jerome's uh, method of patricide last night, Bill Meeks has abundant courage to wa- still has abundant courage to wash hasht- hashtag here's looking at you, kid. <laughs> um, and over on the Facebook, in reference to last week's episode, um, Jason George says, hashtag Alfred on a plane and Andy Dufresne for 2015. Yes, definitely. Or Andy Bruce Wayne. Uh, well, that's not <laughs> what he put. I know, I know. I, I was just saying, I was okay. just saying. So next week, after you get done watching Strike Force, take a selfie. I want you to dress up like the thing, uh, then beca- join no ordinary family and throw up your shield. Then Seriously? email us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com. What do you want, IMDB just spouting things? No, this is all in my head. Oh. Tweet us at legendsofgotham. 
Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number, which we almost always play, is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And you can also email in an MP3 if you want. Absolutely. Sometimes that's better quality, too. Win in the chat room says happy 50th. Uh, thank, thank you very you. much, Thank Wynn. you. We really didn't realize or we'd have maybe planned something fun and exciting. We, Wynn is one of our our, our, our longest the OG running, yeah, the OG regular supporter. Uh, she supporters, started yes. she started with us in the early days of uh, greetings from Storybrooke, mm-hmm. and uh, she's been with us forever. Thank you, Wynn, so mm-hmm. much. Okay, so I guess that about does it for this week. Amory, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at amd simone. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Uh, you can follow all of the podcasts we do, including Greetings, which we mentioned, and mm-hmm. Universe Box, the podcast about everything, at universebox.com. And you can uh, grab uh, the show notes for this episode at legendsofgotham.com. Just look for episode 50. I think we're going to call it The Killing Joke. Probably. Let's just be honest. Yeah. So I, I guess that, that that about does it. Yep. Happy 50th. Happy 50th. I'm so glad we started doing this show. Me too. I love this show. This show is a joy to do I can't week. believe I enjoy a comic-based show. Neither can I. <laughs> No, but I, Bobby in the chat room says, can't believe it's been 50 episodes already. They grow up so, so long. I think you mean so fast. So long. Yep. So, so long. Farewell. Avidas and goodbye. Yes, we so quick. <laughs> Join us next time for more Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Gotham. Noisemaker. Some noisemakers. <laughs> See, that was much better than my... I I, I was a professional noisemaker back in the day. Ah, okay, we close it down.